fjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. Alticast here on MutinyRadio.fm. My co-host is on her way. She has her own special time, and we respect that. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Just the concept that she even comes in for this. I'm like, wow! We will anxiously await the arrival of Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Uh, But I am Pam Benjamin, and I am your host here on the Alticast every Wednesday from high noon to two bringing you the news with the socialist bent from Gnarl Pro-Choice America and Drug Policy Alliance. Why? Because drugs and abortion are important to me. That's just truth. Ah, yeah! Don't let them take away your rights and stuff. Uh, I'm I'm a little high. Uh, It's been a... I had a really, really fun night last night, and so I... My voice is going to be a little bit uh, more difficult to push through my my vocal cords. I sang. Um, I haven't sang. I have not sung. Yeah, I haven't sung karaoke in a long time. And last night, I made the amazing choice of doing that. I sang "Separate Ways" by Journey. I peed my pants a little because I pushed uh, pretty hard on some notes. So little little bit of wetness there in the pants. Really hard though to belt that song and do the dance break uh some bruises on my knees from crawling on the ground and uh doing the dance break some turns there's a guy with a live saxophone real saxophone plays it's amazing um there's a little triangle grant and green toop and i guess it's tupelo um they're all on the street together there and Tuesday nights are amazing! You go from one open mic to the other to the... Oh, and then the karaoke. Oh, oh my God! And he got me in the rotation so easily. I was so stoked. Anyway, Separate Ways by Journey, I killed it. Uh, I did uh, four comedy sets. Actually, five comedy sets because I like to take... um, On the way home from North Beach, I live in the TL, I like to take the cable car because it's romantic and it's at night and so because uh, I'm free because I've got the lifeline pass I get to ride the cable car and it's really fun so the two guys we're riding the cable car with they're running it they're like oh you're a comedian tell us jokes and I did a bunch of jokes I did a f- fifth set last night so I really had six sets because I did OMG I did brainwash then OMG then toop then Tupelo, or then Grant and Green, and then I sang karaoke, and then I did a set on the cable car on the way home. So, yay me. I really performed last night. So I'm like, "Ah, do I want to perform tonight? Probably. Eagle open mic. It's really, it's a lot of fun. Speaking of fun, this Friday, get your asses here at 8 o'clock. It's Hell in a Handbasket 4. I'm really, really excited because on the bill, we have some amazing 
comedians, Zach Wiseman, uh, who we know and love, Joe Gorman, my favorite comedian in San Francisco, Alyssa Westerland. We love Alyssa Westerland. And then this is amazing. Courtney McLean. People are like, what? Yeah, she's not a comedian. Uh, but she is an improv maven. I stage I stage managed her one-woman show in the early 2000s in San Diego, and she's a genius. Back then, she was in her 20s, she was a genius. So now that she's in her 40s, like me, um, she's a super genius. So I'm really excited to have a non-comedian compete in Hell in a Handbasket. But what is Hell in a Handbasket, you ask? It's like Chopped, the food show, but with premises instead of food and sometimes food sometimes I put like an eggplant in there or something weird and then the comedians have no idea what's going to be in their hand basket and they open it up and uh, they have to create a set out of whatever's in there so uh, there's some weird ones I took some what are they called suggestions from the crowd so here's some of them I'll read them to you guys a stinky fish head an ugly old baby doll or just the head um, a small jar of pickles. So, I mean, so that's, that's, it, so what you do is like, you, you pull out and you'd be like, boogers in your burgers, an old baby doll head, a small jar of pickles, and broken craft scissors. And then you've got to put together a four minute set involving those things. Not completely involving those things, but you at least have to mention those things. So, uh, uh, so there we go. That's uh, what's going to be happening on Friday. I'm excited for that. Uh, anyways, we are, you're listening to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. I heard a ding-ding. Uh, it's probably LaToya. There's another one. I should turn the, the volume down. I know that totally comes through on the radio, and I, I apologize. I am so unprofessional today. It's true. I'm very unprofessional today. Uh, But what we have right here from Narl is the GOP tax bill is a vehicle to push their anti-choice agenda. Yay! Uh, After the House of Representatives voted to pass their devastating tax plan, along with ideological personhood language tucked into a a provision, Narl Pro-Choice America National Communications Director Kaylee Hansen-Long issued the following statement. After failing over and over to pass any significant legislation and deliver on promises made to their increasingly far-right base, the GOP is using the tax code as a vehicle to push their social agenda. In that bill, in a bill that is already devastating for working families, this provision is a backdoor way to ban abortion outright and does nothing more than further the GOP's obsession with robbing women of our reproductive rights. By including dangerous personhood language in the tax bill, the GOP is attempting to mislead Americans at the expense of sound fiscal policy. Now all eyes are on the Senate. Uh, Let's learn more about their hidden tax bill things. Oh, look at this. Horrible people. Uh, uh, We'll we'll listen to a quick video here by by Narl so we can learn about how they're going to screw us. Or, I mean, I, let's see, here we go. Let's see what they say. So you've probably heard that Trump's tax plan raises taxes on the middle class to cut taxes for the rich. But did you know it also threatens reproductive rights? 
When they thought no one was looking, the GOP snuck a new definition of when life begins into the tax bill. This so-called personhood language is used as a step toward outlawing abortion. Similar attempts have failed even in deep red states because Americans hate it. Who loves it? The anti-choice movement. They've even suggested that the tax plan builds momentum for a full abortion ban. Tell Congress stop attacking women's health. Don't chip away at abortion rights. Yeah, don't chip away at abortion rights, you big jerk faces. Uh, that's a little YouTube they put out that has no traction on it. I'm the 39th viewer, so we're gotta get, get some more on that there. Uh, woo! I sorry guys, I'm Roman rhymering right now. I just I it I'm so uh, freaked out by. Uh, what's going on in the world and then I'm like oh man this is this is all still real uh, crazy times come on Latoya get here get here because I am a distracted individual today uh, let's check out what drug policy alliance has got uh, real drug education should just say no. Ha <laughs> ha, K-N-O-W. Yeah! Yeah, it's one of those things, when LaToya gets here, I'll, I'll ask, I mean, I, I was over on my way over here on the bus. I, I, you know, I saw like four cannabis dispensary, you know, ads on buses, right? Like huge nugs of weed and just on the side of a bus. So, I mean, it's the same thing, I guess now they're making it the same as alcohol, so. We dissuade children from drinking. I mean, obviously we have to. It's illegal for people under the age of 21 to imbibe alcohol. And um, and now it'll be the same for marijuana, I assume. So, uh, or is it 18? I. It's probably 21, right? Uh, but how do we get kids to not do drugs? <laughs> it's on the bus. I mean, I guess it's the same thing as like, it's a medicine. Like you don't abuse aspirin or, and I, so real drug education should just say no. Uh, it felt like Groundhog Day last week when the president and attorney general in response to the overdose crisis advocated a resurrection of just say no style anti-drug advertising. It's been 30 years since Mrs. Reagan's famous advice and the proliferation of the D.A.R.E. drug prevention program, which has been widely researched and consistently debunked. Even the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, formerly known as the Partnership for a Drug-Free America, which sponsored those egg and a frying pan ads, has changed its tune. Not long ago, they advised me to refrain from critiquing D.A.R.E. because it's like beating a dead horse. Evidently, the White House didn't get that message. In her suggestion for what Trump should have uh, said about drug education and prevention, DPA's executive director, Maria McFarland Sanchez Moreno, wrote, Rather than resorting to fear-mongering, we will equip our young people with knowledge, warning them about the risks of drug misuse in a realistic and scientifically grounded way. We cannot control all their choices, but by treating them with respect and giving them sound information, we can ensure 
they have what they need to make good choices. There's a lot of talk these days about the value of prevention. Specifically, the Drug Policy Alliance has recommended that drug education should be scientifically accurate. Research, extensive research has shown that fear-based messaging designed to frighten teens does not deter them from experimenting with alcohol and other drugs. All information must be backed up by valid sources such as peer reviewed publications all websites should be balanced neither advocating for nor condemning the use of a particular drug be realistic and honest it's important to be honest about the real reasons people use drugs including self-medication and simply having fun without acknowledging both sides we lose teens attention there are also very tangible risks associated with drug use, such as driving while intoxicated on anything, leaving a friend who is passed out, or simply using too much and too often. And of course, the reality of zero tolerance policies and the implications of getting caught up in the criminal justice system should be part of drug education. Interactive. Didactic top-down lectures don't work for teens. They need to participate in their own drug education by having the opportunity to share their experiences and ask tough questions in a non-judgmental setting. Uh, yeah, I, when I was teaching high school, like I told them my story about nutmeg. Uh, it's legal. Don't ever do nutmeg. Yeah, you get high. You hallucinate uh, at the wall while you're sitting on the toilet drinking water and peeing for four hours. I, I, it is awful. Just, oh, just, anyways, tell your stories, kids, so that other people don't do it. <laughs> Compassionate. Some teens will have used, even sold, or have families, members who have done so. Demonizing people who use drugs tends to isolate and stigmatize those who are most in need of support. Drug education programs must be careful not to isolate these teens and cause them to tune out. Harm reduction oriented, although of course abstinence and or delaying use is the safest choice, national surveys show that a significant number of teens will choose to try alcohol, marijuana, or even other drugs. All programs, therefore, should contain information about actions that can reduce potential harm. This is not enabling. It is accepting reality and taking action to ensure safety, which ought to be the bottom line. The good news is that DPA already has a number of drug education resources free of charge and available with a click and more to come in 2018. DPA's drug education resources include reality-based harm reduction information that young people uh, and drug use abuse uh, about young people, drug use, abuse, and treatment. Notable examples are other drug facts series, as well as eight tips for talking to your teens about alcohol and other drugs. They, uh, they have these online. They're really great, too. Um, they have doctors that explain like drugs and stuff. It's cool. Unlimited free of charge hard copies of the popular book booklet Safety First, a reality-based approach to teens and drugs, can be ordered online. Spanish language versions of the booklet are also available. The booklet is also available for download in Chinese, Hebrew, Portuguese, Russian, Czech, Greek, and Papiamento. I don't even know what that language is. In the coming year, DPA will be piloting and evaluating our first ever high school drug education curriculum written by an educator and consistent with national health education standards. Stay tuned for updates on this exciting new resource. 
Trump and Sessions are clueless about what really prevents teens from getting into problematic patterns with drugs. And it's not worn out, ineffective slogans. It's long past time to bury Just Say No and replace it with Just Say No, K-N-O-W. This was written by Marsha Rosenbaum. She's the director emerita of the San Francisco Office of Drug Policy Alliance, where she spearheaded DPA's work on youth and drugs and created the Safety First booklet. Yay! Uh, So that is the Drug Policy Alliance news and the Narl Pro-Choice America News. So there we go. I am joined in studio right now by Trina Roderick of Quantum Division and uh, now the new host of Happy Hour every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. Hi. Hi. Those are terrible, terrible headphones. They I've feel accidentally awful. used them on my podcast before. Yeah, they hurt your face. Like, well, your one of your side of your face. Right. Right. Yes. There we go. So I'll just put this there. Like there so, uh, how you doing? Welcome. I'm okay. I, uh, I, I just, I want to talk to you about Arden and... Oh, what happened? Well, everything. Um, what do you mean, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I have no context. Well, so... You know, as you know, when I've been here at Open Mics, Arden has been pretty open about asking me out. Oh. And he has... Um, I thought you guys were joking about that. I thought that was like a funny joke. Um, well, it, what do you mean funny joke? Because when you were on stage the other time, you were like, no, Arden, you can't ask me out. And you were right. being all funny about it. And so right. I didn't I didn't think it was real. I didn't think he was actually asking you out. Well, because I'm, I'm trying, I always do everything I can to mitigate the retaliation, try to prevent these guys from um, getting their butt hurt so that they don't feel the need to retaliate against me for rejecting them. I don't understand. What, 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 how did he ask you? He asked you like on a. He keeps asking you on a to dinner or what's. No, he not, not lately. You will. You. He's. A lot of it has been, uh, in the mic, and I've also talked to him privately about it, and that didn't seem to work. So that's why I said into the microphone, "I'm not dating you." I thought that that would, ratchet up, the emphasis because he didn't seem to be getting it off the mic and so in addition but to what's the, he what's he doing that's that's upsetting you is he like it just well he's he, now he's making decisions that I wouldn't make I have repeatedly asked him or told him I'm not going to date him and he doesn't seem to be getting the hint and so um, the last thing that happened was last Friday so so for example he comes to happy hour and most Every, just about every other comic, when they come to happy hour, they do their set and they leave. Arden does not. Yeah, but he's hanging around to support the station. Okay, perfect. That's I appreciate that. I support that. He can. He's. 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 That's not a choice I would make. I would, if I were him, give me space and do like everybody else and leave after. I, that's that would crazy. Be my you're, you're being a crazy person. He's being in the audience to okay. hang out. I think that you're misjudging well, what's happening. We, well, we haven't covered the entirety of the okay, story yet. Okay, okay, okay. Because really he's, always, he's always here just because he's always here to be supportive. Pam, I'm going to have to ask you not to call me crazy oh, okay, ever. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Again. It's triggering language. I'm sorry. No, it's not triggering language. Okay. It's not triggering me. 
Okay. You're out of order. And so I'm checking you and correcting you because it's inappropriate to use labeling in a conversation like this. Number oh, okay. One. I just think that your your reaction to his behavior is unwarranted. Right. And not exactly. And not exactly what not what anyone else would see the situation as. Well, I, because if he's in the well, room, you haven't he's heard the entirety him? of okay, the situation. Okay. Number one. Okay. But him hanging out at an open mic. Okay. That's 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 great. That means he's being respectful and being an audience member. That's helpful. It's having an audience is one of the most important parts but of being at an open mic. He doesn't do what everybody else does. He deviates from the general pattern that everyone else. But but this isn't even the entirety of the situation. I'm Go saying ahead. I don't understand why someone would want to hang around um, when they've been rejected so many times. If I have been rejected that many times by a guy. I'm not going to get anywhere near. In fact, I wouldn't even set myself to be up to be rejected that many times. I wouldn't be but anywhere is he, near. Well, how is he asking you out? Is he saying, because well, he continues okay, well, saying, I think let's it would get be coffee? more productive if we got a whole picture, okay. number one. And number two, the reason I'm here is because you are a handler. You are one of the types of women who feeds men like Arden two women like me I'm just saying that's why I'm here I want us to have an open conversation feeds them about, I don't understand what you're saying well you're, you've encouraged him how so well you said op- on at an open mic into the microphone in there's like 30,000 downloads of this thing so you said to 30,000 people well Trina I don't understand why you don't I don't remember exactly we can we can pull the podcast up it was at a joke workshop and so you openly said to me you don't understand why I'm not interested in dating or fucking Arden publicly and to him that encourages him that means Hey, there's there's something wrong with Trina's what Trina thinks and what Trina's doing, and instead, what I'm doing is okay. You are, it, you are uh, enabling him. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being interested in you at all. I don't understand how you're getting the idea well, that he's interested he, in he you. He kept asking me out. Like what? Some, how? Give me the language of how he asks you out. Does he say, "I want to have coffee with you"? He's I want not to. Present. It's, this is in the past. But so, hey, Latoya, you made it. You've had a rough, you've had a rough, you've had a rough time. Oh, sweetie. Oh, no, it's just off to a rough start. Nothing bad yet. Oh, are you okay? Did you have a rough night last night? I I did have a rough night. Oh, yeah. I sang karaoke, so that was rough for everybody. (laughs) But, uh, so, but you're okay? I'm glad you made it. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, it just took me a half an hour to get here. Thank you, Petrero Avenue. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's a constant um, experiment. So it's all the construction on Petrero. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 they're ruining it's everything. It's a fuck show. Yeah. yeah. But could, please continue. No, yeah, I'm, I'm glad just, you're here. I'm, just, I'm glad you're here. So well, why don't we get a full picture first so that you don't, okay. we don't peace first, out? First, I want to hear how he asked you out. Okay. Did he ask you to coffee? Did he ask you to dinner? Did he say, let's go have a glass of wine? No, first, I'm going to tell the story the way I want to tell the story. Okay. <laughs> so Welcome my, to the AltaCast, Trina. Yes. So my life is... Almost constant. I get cruised every time I do anything significant outside my house. Um, if I, I don't, if you know, I, I wear my not fucking you T-shirt if I go to a bar. Um, I love that shirt. Right, and um, I have rejecting men on autopilot. So men 
initially start the pursuit. That's how it works. That's how dating works is you get, you cruise each other first. At least, uh, I mean, that's, do you, do you know what I mean by cruising? Oh yeah. I I just don't even pay attention to any of that male behavior. So I'm completely confused. Well, do you know what cruising is? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I, I hang out at a lot of bars, but well, no one ever tries to pick me up because I know everybody there. Well, cruising isn't something that happens at, cr- exclusively at bars. I mean, cruising is just... You can go be at the gym and cr- be cruising. Yeah, I yeah. mean... Or, or, or not... Is it someone just keeps walking by you and they well, no, that's look at how, you? Well, how do you think... So if, how do you know a guy is interested in you based I don't, on body language? I don't think about men being interested in me at all. I never. It never comes into my mind. Right. It just doesn't even right. come so into if, my sphere so how, of vision. I don't give a fuck what they think about me. <laughs> So how are you going to cater to the women who come to the studio who are experiencing that by these comics? Okay. If you're going to be in stand-up comedy, you need to get a lot thicker skin. That's just the thing. This isn't about a Guys, thick skin. Guys, but it is. Like, no. I think it is. I well, think you, comedians well, again, are dicks. Men are assholes. Heard the whole story. Men are assholes. Men are dicks. They will fuck with us at every turn. So you just have to be stronger and that's it. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, welcome to being a feminist. and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm being yeah, stronger and I'm good. talking about it into a microphone. Right. And I'm challenging the person who is primarily responsible for creating the problem. You're saying I'm responsible for yes. Arden liking you? That's no, insane. I'm, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. I didn't say that. You're saying it's my fault that you feel subjugated in some way. No, I didn't. Whoa. I didn't. I just don't understand what what the problem is. I don't understand what Arden's doing that makes you so uncomfortable. So how can you know whether or not you're responsible if you don't even understand what the problem is? I am not responsible for anything that's happening in your life or Arden's life. Your choices are your own. You're responsible for what's happening here at the station as the executive director. Your choices are your own. His choices are his own. And my choice. It has nothing to do with what I said or didn't say. Exactly. Wait, what did I miss? I don't even understand what she's talking about. I have right. No, right now I'm completely confused. Exactly. Because you, why are you talking about it if you don't get it? Because I'm trying to listen and what I'm saying is I don't understand you and you've tried to explain it and I still don't understand. And now you're saying it's my fault that Arden's preying no, I'm on not. you? No, I'm not. I am and not. And I don't even see him preying I am not. on you. I don't see I the behavior. Not. I don't see the behavior that you say you're seeing. I think you see Absolutely. behavior that isn't there. Wait, I totally. Right. I, that's the, exactly. I don't know what you're talking about either. Okay, so wait, are we talking about the subject of a certain someone liking a person or a certain someone stepping over the line by liking another person? No, or the behavior has stepped over the line. Aha, uh-huh. okay. That's the problem. What's the behavior? Has okay. he touched your boob? Has he touched your butt? Let's, has let's, he... let's, let's let her speak on this. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So... One of the things that happens here is that, um, you know, we get up on stage and talk about our personal lives, right? right? And so Arden has been pretty open about his personal life. And, you know, based on what Arden has said about it, it seems clear to me that, you know, his mother was in too much pain to be able to meet Arden's developmental and emotional needs growing up. Yeah, she was in too much pain. She tried to commit suicide, according to what he said in his comedy. She tried to commit suicide and did so by walking into his room naked and pissing on the floor. So at this point in time, it's, all it's, Yeah, I, it's really heavy. It's heavy. Um, and it's also exclusively, based on what I know, I could be, there could be more to this story. I don't know anything more than this. But, but what I've heard so far is emotional abuse that is entirely in the past. Okay? So he's not presently suffering from any, you know, threat to his physical person in any way, as far as I know. He was not, as far as I know, um, directly 
physically abused, right? So as a, de a dependency attorney, you know, I, I handled a lot of different types of cases. We had a lot of cases where the child was only subject to emotional abuse, and then we also had a lot of cases in which the child was subject to some direct physical harm on the on behalf of their parent. But I haven't heard any of that about Arden. And so it's my opinion that Arden um, has not, because he has not worked through his issues with his mom and because he doesn't understand his mother well enough to understand what she was going through and have any compassion for what she was going through, um, he's, he's still working through his issues with his mom. Um, and so I think one of the things that happens to people after they work through those issues is they then start to realize, oh, I am engaging in some of the same mechanisms with other people. So for example, Arden has this huge emotional need that makes it difficult for him to see my needs. And so Arden is doing to me what his mother did to him in a obviously considerably more mild like, like but the, the how mechanism. tell me what is actually happening you're talking about his okay. past now All right. I okay. want to know All what right. he's actually done that has upset you okay that's so, what I don't understand so okay so he repeatedly asked me out no big deal using I mean, what language I want to go to coffee I want to get in your pants I, what's the language it's, it's so far in the past now I don't remember the exact details but we can pull up what he said on stage so I know but that he was on stage so he could have been joking just like you on stage joking about don't I ask me I wasn't joking okay, that's so not I, a joke I couldn't why I, would that be a joke I couldn't understand I'm trying you to make on, something really okay, difficult but funny you were on stage why does that you mean were on stage you think everything and it's I funny. say on stage is a lie no you think I'm just up I there thought lying? you were being funny I thought you were uh, yes, joking yes I was trying to be funny because this is a heavy fucking subject okay, and but so I'm trying when to you're make it not like this when you're on stage you're on stage everyone sees right. you being on Everyone's stage we don't know if you're being serious or not I, People, uh, no 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 I, we so don't what know what's what, real no, and what's I'm not. Being, that, why would that be unreal? I'm because trying to make I'm an a, audience a, member. Factually accurate. It's I don't factually, know. Why can't it both be factually accurate because and Because it's stand-up comedy and you're standing on a stage as so a comedian. So it can't be, it has to be, because it can't it, be true? It can be, yeah. but we don't understand if it's being funny or not. Okay, we well don't you don't know. need to because I sat Arden down one-on-one -on -one and said, I'm not into you. Okay, good. I'm never going to be into you. And okay. he still persisted. Okay, so what did he so, do that you see his persistent? Did okay. he, so what, what, I don't understand what the persistence is. I still don't understand. No, he keeps asking you no, no, to donate. No, no, we're not there yet. We're okay. not there yet. So, okay, let's, fine. Let's so, we had going. an understanding. So, okay, fine. Now, I, I was giving him sort of the benefit of the doubt because I felt like you were encouraging him, quite frankly. And wait, so, wait. I was like, well, okay, I can, I'm going to give Arden a pass for not taking the rejection. See, that that's off to me that you don't just take a reject. I mean, like, uh, there's got to be some reason. So I thought, oh, okay, well, the reason he didn't realize I was rejecting him is because Pam's encouraging him or, like you say, you know, this is comedy, whatever. So I repeatedly did it. I did it in person, off the stage. That didn't work. But okay. so how I did is it on he stage? still okay. asking you out? Okay, he's not. So, so then, what well, is, then what's the you, fucking problem? Stop talking and I will get to it. Okay. Okay, well, why don't you just cut your fucking mic so that I can finish my Because it's my story. goddamn show, well, Trina. Well, how do you think I'm going to get through the story unless you Let's stop talking? Let's just get talking? to the story. I just still want to know what the, the fuck is going okay. on. Let's just get to the so, story. So, like two weeks ago-ish, uh... I, it's my routine because, you know, I'm just starting happy hour with George. And so George and I are trying to figure out a convenient time for us to get together and talk about the ins and outs of the show, blah, 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 blah. So 
uh, George and I were on our way to a bar to talk after the show, to talk about the show. How did it go? What could we do differently? Blah, 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 blah. I asked Rachel Raphael to come with us because I wanted to talk to her about hosting for me because I thought I wasn't going to be able to host. Gotcha. So we get to the bar. We're at the bar. And somehow Arden is also with us. And Arden sits himself down right, right next, next to me to and right. starts having his sob story conversation about I was it's tough I was in therapy today and but I'm not trying to make fun of him I, I appreciate his pain I'm sorry for That's his pain but I am a near total recluse if I was in therapy what I would be working on in therapy is going out to bars and the reason I don't go out to bars is because I don't want what happened with Arden at that bar to ever happen to me so I don't what? go to bars okay so wait what because what he sho- just because he tagged along with your group that's what you consider hitting on you is like, did okay, how about when I'm done with my story, okay. I will put my hat on. Okay. So that's a signal to you that I'm now done and you can... Okay, except it's a conversation assume. and it's my fucking show well, training. you hey, keep saying on, to me it. I'm not done with my story okay. and interrupting. I just Stop. still don't understand that him... Ta- right now you said he's tagging along. Did he touch you? Did he ask well, you out again? Well, let's let, let her finish the story. Okay. We'll, we'll get to the... And then we'll have commentary. So I go. say to him, well, Arden, I think the key to your, you know, what you're going through, I don't remember exact exact words I used, is that I think you need to find some compassion for your mom. Arden flipped out, got beyond angry, and I said, you know what, Arden, I don't think that we can have a productive conversation about this. I'm going to go now, you know, have a nice evening, and I left. Cool. Okay? Yeah. Okay. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. I need to be able to go out in public and to bars and to not be... That's why I don't go out. Until I have a boyfriend who can stop that shit from happening, I am not going to go out. What was this? Anyway, but we're not done yet. We're not done. We're not done. Can you tell us what the angry outburst was? Did he say, fuck you? Did he say, you're an asshole? What was the outburst? How did he, he got freak out? How violently would, angry. Not at, Did he not, stand just, up and flail his arms? Did he no. what does that mean violently Viol- angry? He just that was his emotion. I didn't he didn't physically do anything other than become extremely angry. And so I'm going to get I'm not going to wait for him to have a violent outburst. He's violently angry. I'm getting the fuck did out. Did he raise his tone? Yes, did he Absolutely. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely. But what was his language with the tone? Was it I just I just don't under I just want a full okay, picture. Okay, well let's get let's move on then. Okay, okay. So the picture is I'm angry now at Arden because in my opinion, he's allowing his emotional needs to blind him to my emotional needs, which is to be able to go out in bars and not have conversations like that with guys that have repeatedly asked me out number so right so I'm 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 all so I'm also pissed off so I'm pissed off because he's not giving his mom the compassion that I am in that moment forcing myself and putting effort toward feeling toward him right I don't want to be anywhere near Arden if I had known Arden was going to go with us to that bar I would not go to that bar just because I don't want to be asked out by him anymore I, I need a break from this is he like has he right okay so now let's go to the next thing so the next thing is um what was it this last Friday so this last Friday we ended happy hour again once again he doesn't leave within everybody but okay fine I think he was running my door on Friday or something well it, we ended an hour early oh, so okay. so George and I are wrapping up I'm figuring I've got my hand on the the mouse and I'm ready to start the late night playlist yeah and Arden comes into the booth 
to take over the mouse from me and do what I'm trying to do for me. And I just need him out of my space. I need him to get it. I, it's that I don't trust his decisions at this point. It's not that he's done anything. I'm saying he is now in, doing things that I would not do. He's encroaching on my personal space in a way that I would not with him, given the fact that I have repeatedly told him I'm not going to ask, I'm not going out with him. I mean, that's why would you, if he, if he needed a confirmation as to whether or not I was serious, he could have gotten that if he thought I wasn't serious. Yeah, but so now, are you done? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think he's trying to ask you out. I think he's just trying to be a nice guy. Here's the thing. Arden's a big part of the station. He does a lot of things for me. He's my right-hand guy. Yeah. He, like, does a ton of shit. Right. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's got yeah. issues that he has, but he's honest about them. He's yeah. trying really hard. I think he's trying to do this fame thing. I think he's trying. I do, too. I do, too. And I do, too. I, I just... Yeah. I don't necessarily think... I think you think that everyone's constantly trying to ask you out, but I don't think that's no, what they think. No, I don't think. think everyone's constantly trying to ask me out. Arden, we're only talking about Arden here. I don't here. think that Arden's trying to ask you out anymore. No, I don't, doing anything, I don't either. I don't either. I think he's trying to get into my space in lieu of. And right, as punishment for well, you. Well, not, not. I don't know why. It doesn't have to be punishment. Well, but I mean, Or maybe he's trying to wear me down. Or maybe he thinks if I get well, to know, know him better as a person. He's just around the station a lot. I mean, that's that's just... Or, and that's not going to change. Or, or, it could, or it could be the fact right, that... Right, like, and that's why you're a handler that's why you are one of the women who brings you're doing exactly what they do you're bringing you're you're turning a blind because he is such a I don't I'm not turning a blind eye to anything him. I think okay. your eyes are yeah. too big I think your eyes are okay. seeing things that aren't there I'm saying I'm not turning a blind eye and it's, it's on it's into the open mic what do you mean seeing things I'm not there that aren't there like, he was at the bar with us after because right, he's tagging along because he's a right, lonely guy why is guy? he tagging along with right because so why is he tagging comedians. along with somebody who has rejected him so many times why would he do that? I, I, I don't know. Because he's a comedian and he's trying to hang out with comics. I, I don't know. Because he's a part of the, he wants to be part of the mutiny radio. Th- I don't know. Right. But it's a decision that I don't trust because it deviates from the way I would dis- choose to behave. Well, I don't know how to fix your problem. I'm he's not gonna, asking you okay, to fix it. Okay, because he's going to be here every Wednesday. He's I'm gonna, not going to be doing happy hour anymore. I'm oh. going to just do my podcast. Okay, I'm take I can a find another. From I can find another host. That sucks. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I just, I'm, I'm frustrated that. When are you quitting? When do I have to find somebody by? Now. This this conversation, so I have to. I mean, I might not. After this conversation, if you don't even want to try to get it, I don't. I'm not. I don't see. I still don't really see what the problem is. Don't talk to him. Don't. Don't have him. I don't. Then don't. don't. That's fine. Then don't. Right. And so now, in addition to all of that, I'm also not going to do happy hour. I'm also. That's a bummer. But I mean, so I have to do this Friday. That's good to know. That changes my schedule. Well, I hadn't planned on it, but this is unacceptable, Pam. The fact that you won't even try to get it. I'm trying. I've been trying. I just don't see. I don't think that he's stalking you. I don't think he's done anything horrible. I'm saying. I'm saying. But I'm saying his. So what do you? How do you want me to react? How do you want me to fucking react? Trina, tell me how you want. Tell me what you want me to say. I think, I think, tell me what will I make you happy. It boils down to, I think what will make you happy? I think. It, okay. I'm what I need check. from you. What I need from you is for you to be honest with me all the time. And I, I am. Okay. I'm 100 percent honest. 100 percent of the time. Okay. I can honest. I am an open book. 
to okay. everyone. Okay. I think. So, well, okay. So, because I would like to know that we have it like that. I would like yeah. to know that when you say something to me, that you're telling me the truth. And my concern is that I know you want to be accepted by these guys. You've said I, want I don't to be accepted require by the any cool of their kids. acceptance. Yes, you do. I own the room. This is my place. Okay. All right, fine. I don't seek any of their acceptance. Well, I think they all don't. I think everyone would, dis- would disagree with you and agree with me. But anyway, I'm a stand-up comedian. I want the audience to like me. Sometimes the audience is comedians. You've that's said the way to it me, is. I want to be accepted by the cool kids. I want to be. Well, I don't do cocaine, co- so that's never going to happen. Okay, but you still want to be accepted by them, right? Because everyone wants to be accepted, Trina. Because right. we're fucking exactly, humans. Exactly. Exactly. So that my concern is that you might find other ways to be accepted by them like for example i was concerned when you asked me to stay after happy hour i don't know what was it like a month to ago to run my door no no you asked me to stay for an hour just to fill the audience yeah 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 i needed that my concern was that somebody who would put you up to maybe asking me to stick around no okay. i wanted you to stick around because i needed fucking audience i need audience on fridays i wish people would stay from happy hour i wish if it was even comedians i'm like come in for free and i don't know they i know they don't want to do that but like i needed an audience i've needed audience every week and it, it kills me that i'm putting on these great shows and there aren't enough people here that i'll th- i mean i'm just asking people please fill the seats there's no ulterior motive other than i want to have a good show well, I mean, and the more audience, the more people in the seats, the better the show is. That's just the okay. nature of theater. Okay, well, I think, and part of the reason I think that is because, like, you know, th- certain things happen. Like, I feel like, I don't feel like I get information from you about what's going on with these guys. Like, I don't so, have, what information am I supposed to pass on? What well, information do you want? Well, so, for example, one time we were at, at Bender's, and I, we were talking about getting the podcast uploaded to iTunes, and you said to me... Tim could probably help you with that. And so Wait, I said... And Paul Brumbaugh's things right here. You actually yes. just have to... It's right here on the desktop. I see that. I you see just that. tell him and he'll do it. It's right I saw there. that. Okay. So I said to you, well, you know, I'm, I'm sort of afraid if I work with Tim. And we got interrupted immediately thereafter. We did not get to finish the conversation. Okay. Well, after that conversation with you, that's pretty much the last... I mean, I've, I think I've maybe had one other... Convert. I mean, Tim has avoided me ever oh, no, since. No, Tim then. hasn't been around at all. Tim has a girlfriend okay. now, so he hasn't been. Good he hasn't helped him. me. I'm glad. Anything. I'm glad. Yeah. I just. I don't know. He appeared to be angry with me after that, and I didn't know of anything other than that misunderstanding because I was worried about no, it. I was worried that we had gotten cut off, and I wasn't able to explain myself. And no, Tim's that, fine. Don't worry about it. He's not mad at you. He just disappeared from the scene. He's disappeared from me too. He hasn't. He hasn't done stuff. He hasn't been around. He hasn't been on Wednesdays. Okay, well, it's his got behavior changed toward me. So I, it's hard to. If I don't have any information aside from that, I, I'm just. You just. When somebody's behavior changes toward you, it's hard. And you don't know of anything that you've done or said, or, and they yeah. don't tell you why their behavior. Changed. I just. But, have, but, I haven't but, even but, seen Tim in a month. But, I mean, <laughs> with, that, with that, you can't take it personal. I mean, like, there's so many people. That come in I don't. Then, yeah. I just. I don't know. I don't know. But but I, it's not that I take it personal. It's that I don't feel like Pam and I have a solid enough relationship that she's going to, um, you know, put 
be more loyal to me than she is to these guys. My perception of Pam is that she's going to be more loyal to the guys. I'm pretty loyal uh, to Arden. This is, this I'm loyal to Arden okay, because Arden is amazing. He's never not paid his dues. He has done stuff on the website for me. He's helped me by putting together a marketing package. For He's done so much for me. He's been so helpful to the station. He's subbed for me. He's going to sub my joke workshops when I'm out of town. Like, Arden's like a, my right-hand dude. Like, I trust him. I think right. he's great. He tries so hard. He promotes the station. He gets right. like 27,000 downloads a month. For me, there's... Arden is the best. Right. He started this year. Right. He, he's been a great member of the Mutiny Squad. He's been an awesome mutineer. Right. Well, I tried to be that for you, but you won't let me. You, I always offer. I always say, what do you want me to do? How can I help? I try to be that for you. Right. And, you, and so I, I now you're telling me. Well, now you're telling me that you rejected me as your right-hand person and you accepted Arden. But Arden's been my right-hand guy all year. Well, like, I've been. been I, okay. I'm, I'm gonna intervene. I think this is, this conversation is basically about loyalty. I'm yeah. guessing, and where the loyalty stands. Right. Which I can't choose I mean, between you and Arden. I need both of your hundred dollars a month. I'm sorry. I'm lo- I'm I'm loyal to everyone. I'm loyal to no one. What I'm loyal to is keeping this motherfucking place open. And Arden has been great all year. He started in January. He has almost thirty thousand downloads a month. He's been a huge. He's been instrumental in making this place. Things happen here, and every time I ask him to do something, he does it, and he's there, and he always brings me donuts. Okay. Have I I'm not sorry, done I everything have... you asked when no, you asked ab- it? No, absolutely, but what do you want me to say? You want me to say, Arden, get out of here. Fuck No, no Arden, say that. But I think she also would like to hear the fact of she doesn't feel appreciated. No, I don't think that she... I think Pam subconsciously... I would I would have been happy to do that. I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. I come you, in you here and I try to help. Friday's and I, great. You, you took over happy hour. I, That's I amazing. Try. Every time you ask me to do anything, I do it. So how am I not your right-hand person? I've been here since longer than Arden trying to be your right hand. I, I cannot choose between you. Well, I've been here before Arden. So well, when did... Why can't there what be happened right before? So Arden what the was fuck here? do you want me to say? Arden, go away? No. I'm supposed to say, no. Trina, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank I you, don't. thank you, thank you. No, I Except want you to understand. Too. I want you to get it. That's what I want. I don't I want get it. it. What do you want exactly. me to not like him? You want me to not? All the things he's done and that's been helpful to me, you want me to just forget all of that no. and say, well, Trina feels offended because he won't she won't he won't say no to no, her because she he wants to ask her out or he's tagging along or whatever. I don't know what how you want me to react. Okay, I appreciate that. Do you, okay. Do you, do you well, feel that one, she has lo- more loyalty to her? It doesn't mouth, matter who I have more loyalty to. But what I'm, My loyalty what is I'm, to this station and to Jonathan. Right. Everyone else can go fucking jump in a goddamn lake. I got Jonathan and I got the fucking station. Right. What, what, what I'm trying to break down is right. what you're thinking is, do you feel like well, she's more loyal to... Well, everything but Jonathan to- and Arden. So, just... <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. That was some shade right there. I'm sorry, you're right. That was shade. I fucked up, I apologize. That was shade. No, what I'm saying is, are you trying to say that she's more loyal to her male colleagues more than her female colleagues? Is that where we're going with this? And she's doing it uh, subconsciously? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. Okay. I, but, but my heart things. goes out to Arden because he is trying to write his books. I used to self-publish as well. And he works so hard and tries and he's helpful and that's great. You do, you work so hard too. You, you do your Facebook live, which is cool. I'm not self-publish my own book. I'm not, I'm not, that's all of it, Everything you just said about Argon doesn't apply to me. Well, maybe it does, but I, I'm just saying right now you've put me in a thing of like, I, I don't want to like de- I, I don't know how to defend Arden because I don't think that any like because he's not getting the clue that you don't like him I, I don't think that that's like a 
a horrible, indefensible, like a thing that it should have to be defended. No, it's and not I don't know what you want me to tell you. No, I think thank you, you for being point. a part of the station. Thank you for working. Thank you for doing. Thanks for doing happy hour. Thank you for doing your show. Thanks for paying money every month and always paying. That's great. That's thank you awesome for giving stuff. Thousand dollars for the comedy festival last year. Last year for the comedy festival. Thank you. Yes, like it couldn't have happened without. And that's great. But I don't. I. I don't. I don't think Arden. Um, I mean, I don't think he thinks I'm gonna add, uh, that I'm interested in him. I, I, I don't think I don't he does. I don't think he thinks about you. I think that he doesn't even think about you. I mean, that's the thing. No, I don't think he thinks about her in that fashion. You know, I don't think I. I don't think him asking you has anything to do with the conversation. Actually, I. I just feel like there's just a loyalty yeah. thing yeah. that's going on, and how right. you feel about like the fact that you feel that she appreciates her male colleagues more i think let's let's just get that whole the thing about no him. i don't i don't you think know, I, you I don't, know what honestly I let me tell you what i really think what i really think is that pam has been really really burned and mistreated by a lot of women not the, starting with her mom so i think pam you has a, can say nothing about my okay. life you have no idea right. you have no ability to step in and say anything for me Okay, my mother was fucking amazing. Oh, okay. That she's a cunt now is because I'm an adult and I like drugs and she didn't like the way I live my life. Oh, I but apologize. she was an amazing mother. Oh, she was incredible. I, oh my god, I My didn't god, realize. see you presuppose you think oh things god. that aren't true. It's but, true. Christ, but. Trina. Well, I had been I need using to put on some music. I'm fucking pissed. I need a goddamn cigarette. For you. That oh. was the only way I felt compassion for you. Otherwise, I didn't understand your behavior. I assumed that you had just been exposed to too many women who had hurt you and so therefore you were prone to hurt other women i'm glad to hear that you had a good childhood with a great mom that that makes me feel better you think i'm prone to hurt other women now you're saying that i hurt other women purposefully fuck you that does that hurtful does that hurt trina no it doesn't because seriously seriously you think you think you're so fucking smart no You want to see someone get violently angry? It's because you put words in people's mouths, Miss Smart Lawyer Fuckface. Seriously? You come on my show, you question my loyalty, you fuck up my whole show. For what? For what? Because I'm supposed to feel sorry for you that boys like you so much? Oh, Trina's pretty. Boo-hoo. See, I can be fucking mean. See what you did? You you called it on yourself. How is this mean? I don't feel... I, Pam. It must be fun for you to get everyone worked up. Of course Arden got all worked up because you work people up and then you stand back and go, well, I'm just so smart and so together and blah, blah, blah. And they're doing this to hurt me. You're, you're so self-involved. I thought I was narcissistic and self-involved. You are like, there is a whole world that you think exists because you are so self-involved. I mean, I'm self-involved and I see it in you. And that's me seeing outside of myself because all I ever do is thinking about me. So that's insane for me because I'm a crazy person. I know. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I can use the word crazy. I like the word crazy. I need to put some fucking music on. Uh, I don't think we're going anywhere with this conversation. I think... uh, Okay. I mean, by this point, now it's just people throwing shade at each other. I mean, what what is it that you are asking though, Trina? Like... I think I is it something as simple as like being appreciated? Well, I honestly then- didn't realize that I was going to get such resistance from Pam to kind of get uh, get me. I everyone likes to It was April.
49 on a beautiful night day of July. There was not a cloud to speak of, so the orange sun hung lonely in the sky. I lay prone in my cabby home, thinking of fine nappy Jackie and his jazz cat's horn. Sliding in a tape of bird on bird when suddenly rang my phone. Hey, butterfly, the voice said, slip on some duds, comb out your fro, and slide on down to my pad. The vibe here is very pleasant, and I truly request your presence. A problem of great magnitude has arose, and as we speak it grows. Damn, what could it be, I thought, a juice I bought, and rolled on down to her spot. Seeing bros I know slapping fives, I arrived and pressed G5. And there was Nikki, looking some kind of sad, with tears falling from her eyes. She sat me down, and dug my frown, and began to run it down. You remember my boyfriend said, that fly kid who I love? Well, our love was often a verb, and spontaneity has brought a third. But due to our youth and economic state, we wish to terminate. About this we don't feel great, but baby, that's how it is. But the feds have dissed me, they ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said, digging her somber mood. The fascists are some heavy dudes. They don't really give a damn about life. They just don't want a woman to control her body or have the right to choose. But baby, that ain't nothing. They just want a male finger on the button. Because if you say war, they will send them to die by the score. Aborting mission should be your volition. But if Suda and Thomas have their way, you'll be standing in line unable to get welfare while they'll be out hunting and fishing. It has always been around. It will always have a niche. But they'll make it a privilege, not a right, accessible only to the rich. Hey, pro-lifers need to dig themselves, because life don't stop after birth. And for a child born to the unprepared, it might even just get worse. The situation would surely change if they were to find themselves in it. Supporters of the H-bomb and firebombing clinics. What type of shit is that? Orwellian, in fact. If Roe v. Wade was overturned, would not the desire remain intact? Leaving young girls to risk their health, doctors to botch and watch as they kill themselves. Now, I hate to sound macabre, but hey, isn't it my job to lay it on the masses and get them off their asses to fight against these fascists? So, whatever you decide, make that move with pride. Sid will be there and so will I. An insect till I die Rhythms and sounds Spinning around Confrontations Across the nation Your block, my block Dreadlocks, what a shock Land of the free But not me Not me Not me Not me Not
Um, hey, we're back on the AltaCast uh, here on UniRadio.fm.sf. That's what uh, Remember that who was the guy? Uh, J.D. Buell. How could I even say that? Who's the guy? I used to say, this is UniRadio.fm and .sf. That guy was great. He died. We lost him. No, he had a great show here called The Morning Train. And still, you guys can go look at those uh, past podcasts in our index. And check out The Morning Train, because J.D. Buell is still alive in our hearts. He did two years before wow. he died of colon cancer. He came in. He always wanted to be a radio DJ. So that's, uh... it's, it's very sad. But he's a great guy. And I got to do an interview with him on Some Call Me Tim before he died. And we talked about uh, right about death, really. It was an intense uh you can find that in an old Some Call Me Tim. So he's still with us. In spirit. In spirit. Which is probably still walking on earth. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, so here we are on the Alta Gas. Oh, oh, I know. And that's a new one, too. Damn it. You, you hold it. Well, be fine. Yeah, use, I'll hold yeah, it. Yeah, hold it or use four. I'll yeah, hold it. It goes back in pretty easily. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, that was a fun segment. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was super fun. I think yeah, I, I think both you guys. I think both you guys need to come to an understanding and have a. There's, here's the thing. I don't, Pam. You don't like to be psychoanalyzed. Yeah. A lot of people don't. Trina, if you want to have a conversation like this, let no psychoanalyzing. Yeah. Okay. Because a lot of people, I know a lot of people that don't like that. If you, I. I just don't I like just, other people presupposing what I think. I don't go to therapy because I'm not going to pay somebody to tell me what they think about me. I, I know what I think about myself. That's fine. So. Well, I have been to therapy and I've spent a lot of money on therapy talking about you and I've had multiple therapists tell me to walk away from the station and have nothing to do with you and I don't well, then you can make that, that choice. And that's part of the reason I apologize if it seems offensive that I'm psychoanalyzing. That's just I'm just trying to inform my compassion. Like when somebody is fucking with me or I feel like I don't understand why they are behaving towards me the way they are. Part of what I do is sort of try to understand their behavior and try to understand what the possible motives are that have nothing to do with me. So I apologize. I understand why it seemed like it was psychoanalytical. I just, I don't, uh, I, I do what I do and I'm pretty honest about what I am. So what happened so. with us? Why wasn't, why when I first started coming around the station in 2015, before Arden was here, why didn't you make me your right hand? What did I do that, what could I have done differently to occupy that position now? I don't, I, the people who are like, remember when Sean Lamar was my right hand? It's just because he was always around and did stuff for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was, and that was, that well, was like, well, that didn't work out. Being, during break, we were talking about, she had mentioned something before about being burnt by people at the station uh, who have come and go. And so I can understand why you want to put like a, a side eye with people that knew people that come in and what have you, because you've been burned by people. The I person just, that the person that you just mentioned, for example, right? You know, who was at one point your right hand man, but we saw the effect of what happened right. there. Yeah. And then there's other people, like Shelly used to come around all the Shel- time. Shelly, oh, yeah, you know? Strabel. And then now we miss her. You, you don't hear, you know. So it, she works for KGO Radio now. Oh, <laughs> I think KGO. Yeah, she yeah. does like sports commentary. She does sports now. Yeah, she's but, I mean, the fact that matters. Just like I. In my opinion, from what I'm seeing and observing, I, I, I get where you're coming from, Trina. I, but I also think there's a little bit of overthinking here. Um, but also, and then on Pam's end, 
I think that maybe there are some things that you don't re recognize that you probably have to take into consideration. From Trina's, I mean, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate on both of you guys. Yeah. Thank All right? you. I appreciate you, know, you Sheriff. The Sheriff of Truth. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I think, you know, don't psychoanalyze Trina. Hey, I'm calm down. Listen. <laughs> I'm glad you had that cigarette. Yeah. So I think we will come to a mutual understanding. And you ain't going nowhere, Trina, because I know where you live. <laughs> well, yeah. from my perspective, I just want to fill up the schedule with people that come and do their show and pay their hundred bucks a month and are consistent. It's great if they're consistent right. and it's great if they keep doing it for a long time. And I, you know, I don't listen to people's podcasts and I uh, enough or I don't, I mean, but you know, I'm trying as hard as I can to run the station and to try to, you know, every day make it better. And, you know, like, and then, if, and then also too, we have to say that Trina has contributed a lot, like that rug in there. Too, yeah, I love the know? rug. So it, I think it, she also feels like with her contribution, she should be able to, like you know, you should be able to lean on her since she is trustworthy. Well, absolutely. I guess my point is, yeah. I feel like I've contributed as much as I've been allowed to contribute, and that I people can contribute. It just <laughs> whatever they want. The thing yeah. is this: I don't like having meetings to find out what we're gonna do. I just do it. So if anybody wants to do anything, they just do it. Yeah. That's I, I, I don't. I don't ask people to do things because I'm usually getting it done myself do you know like so if people want to do something new great like you Facebook living that's great I'm gonna I, I mean I'm trying to get the camera thing set up that's great people say they're gonna do things and they don't do them whatever I, it's a volunteer army I can't force a volunteer army to do anything and when people do things I'm like great but and maybe I don't thank people enough but I honestly don't have time to think about everybody's contribution when I'm like, and maybe that's my contribution is like really trying so hard, and then right. I can't like, I don't have time to like praise everybody individually. I just don't have time to do that. Right, and which I I I understand where you're coming from with that, and then I also understand where you're coming from with the fact like maybe the little maybe some people do need to hear thank you or what have you. I don't know. That's just... Well, but I also... Th I mean, it is... I mean, for whatever reason, Pam and I don't work well together, so that's probably... I don't think... How do you say that badly? Well not everybody works... Meshes with everybody. Not all But how do they not work well, well I don't know. You tell me. Why am I not your right hand like Arden is right but now? The, okay, I don't know. See. But anyway, but honestly, though, I, w I really also want to make the point that as... And I, I don't, as a sexual harassment attorney... My biggest problem on my sexual sexual harassment cases was women like Pam on the jury who don't see how her the harassment works, and those women have a tendency to have takes Pam's ab absolute. The guys get it. The guys are like, oh, I know exactly what that motherfucker is trying to pull off. But the women like like I'm sorry, I don't mean to lump you into that category, but you're openly expressing that you don't get it, I, and I don't so. Get it. Um, you know, to the extent that we're dealing with this whole Weinstein thing, I, I, I want to continue to enrich in the conversation by talking about the stuff that's really a problem. And as a sexual harassment, you know, or a, an employment law attorney handling sexual harassment cases, women on the jury were my biggest problem because they just... Do you feel that you've been sexually harassed? What do you mean? But do you feel that you've been sexually harassed by Arden? Is that what you're saying? You feel like you've been... Because I don't understand how all of a sudden we're talking about sexual harassment and how I'm not a 
person that understands it or doesn't understand okay. well the way sexual, sexual harassment, harassment works is this there's there's two no 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 i understand how it works <laughs> i'm saying i don't think it has anything to do with the situation and i don't understand why we're talking about it well, i'm saying in context getting, I'm, 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 I'm what i'm describing is a hostile work environment harassment as opposed to quid pro quo harassment so. yeah but this is a volunteer place so it doesn't it, people can be here or not be here but, who's, but I, I, right. is this about loyalty or harassment yeah because right. what do Which i have to put up a sign on the, uh, i'm just opting out i'm just i'm just i'm not going to do I, you could the only sue way me to, for sexual harassment well, i'm confused. not an employment situation like no it's said. not an employment right. situation and i said that's yeah. i cannot that's why i said okay I, okay i'm lost not in an employment lawsuit but, but, right i could probably there's probably other claims i could now okay i'm lost uh so he is I don't want to be around Arden in, any longer. He doesn't appear to have the type of judgment that I do. He do, he keeps he if he if this keeps happening. Now this is every time I'm here. Okay. Right? So every time I'm here now, the last two times I've been here, he's encroached on my space in a way that that's going to escalate. Okay. Right? So I don't have to be harmed physically by Arden to know the writing on the wall. Are do you feel threatened by him? Well, I no, I, I feel like his behavior like is now deviating from what I judge to be good behavior, and so I am now concerned, and um, and so I don't necessarily feel threatened, but I'm saying it's headed in that direction, and I am not the kind of person who lets it get there. That's part of the reason that way I keep myself safe from harassment is I, you know, cut bait before it gets there. Okay. So that's what I'm doing now. All right. So, all right. I'll, I'll host happy hour on Friday. <laughs> I can go back to doing that. You know, whatever. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't either. Uh, I need to get me some kombucha. Yeah, right. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably smoke a bowl. Uh, it's, it's in the one o'clock hour. And uh, we're going to pay attention to some uh, comedy. I'm really excited, actually. Uh, Kevin Monroe from L.A. is applied. So I'm like, what? That's so great. So I'm super stoked on that. Uh, But we're going to start out today with Rebecca Rush, a woman from New York. Yes! Uh, Rebecca Rush is a New York-based comedian and writer. Her work has appeared on The Fix, New Haven Advocate, Broke Ass Stewart, and Miami Beach 411. She regularly performs at Greenwich Village Comedy Club and the Hartford Funny Bone and produces the show Escape from New York in London, Connecticut. She has done the Bechtel Test Fest, Tinder, Cinderblock Comedy Festival, and most recently won a naked roast battle with her tampon string out at Skankfest. Oh my gosh, we are in for a treat. Mutiny Radio listeners. Rebecca Rush, another one. I'm super stoked that uh, she applied to this festival happening March 1st through 5th, coming up in 2018. You can still put in... Rebecca Rush! She's gorgeous. Hello. You guys are an excellent crowd. Give it up for yourselves. I didn't 
it just won a naked roast battle at something called Skank Fest in Long Island City. Can you imagine being backstage for that? It looked like the world's saddest sex party. It's good to be in New York. I used to be a stay-at-home mom in South Beach, right out of college. I married a man twice my age. That's the law there. <laughs> uh, and I did not have a kid, but I raised a beautiful cocaine problem. <laughs> and they cost the same amount. <laughs> Mine doesn't bother me anymore. So because I didn't have any kids, my pussy is still so tight. <laughs> But when I pick my nose, it's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of traveling this year. I got to go back to Vegas. Who loves Vegas? Right? I hated Vegas the first time I went. The second time, I loved it. Because Vegas is like, ugh, we're gross. And I love self-awareness. <laughs> the first time I went, I hated it so much. I went with my husband. And I, looking back, I think it's because I had a really bad case of dry pussy at the time. You can't bring a dry pussy to the desert. You will turn into a pillar of salt. That is in the Bible. I had such a dry pussy, like a cat's tongue, do you understand? Like a cheese grater, just like shredding my panties. I, Love her. Oh my god, I love you. I love you. I had such a dry pussy that I went to the doctor. And it turned out that I just needed to get divorced. I'm <laughs> like the Bellagio fountain now. Oh, Rebecca, you're so funny. <laughs> Any of you guys from Brooklyn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. It's just a bunch of idiots walking around like their beards are full of secrets. <laughs> I know your secret, sir, is that your dad pays your rent. And I was a nanny in Brooklyn for one month last year. With the worst. Oh, it's I all you're going to love this girl. She's hilarious. I've laughed out loud like 12 times already. Uh, she's dairy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, nitrate-free, soy-free, grain-free. That's not even a food. And her daughter was not allergic to any of these things. Her mother was just preparing her to be annoying in restaurants. <laughs> and when I got there, the kid, when I got there, she was peeing like naked in a tutu in the backyard. The kid, not the mother. <laughs> she was like, I just told her to pee like a fairy. Like, That's what I do when I'm wasted. But then I figured it out. I'm like, oh, she's just getting her ready for Burning Man. Um, and there were like pictures of the mother all over the house, plus she was always there, right? I'm like, that's fine. My parents don't trust me either. <laughs> she was there the whole time. She's like, oh, do you see that picture? That's like me in Costa Rica. I'm doing ayahuasca with a shaman named Mackenzie. <laughs> well, that one? I'm like, I didn't ask, bitch. Uh, that's me in India. Just ruining yoga with other white women. Just like ruining yoga so hard I don't even fart anymore. It just released sacred wind now. And if I stop screen free, right? Let's get back to that. I mean, 
that she's not allowed to watch a movie, use an iPad, use a phone. She's four years old. She should have all these things. Uh, but she just had a rotating cast of nannies to be like a living iPad. And if I stopped paying attention to this kid for one second, she would run to her mother, and her mother would come out of her office. And she'd be like, listen, listen. Raising a toddler is about presence. And then she would disappear. <laughs> Gone. Didn't see her again. I, and every week that I was there, this woman was like more dressed up. And I'm like, bitch, you Venmo me when you feel like it. You win. You know what I mean? Like, why are you wearing a Chanel bag? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Plus, like, I don't want your Chanel bag. I've been to rehab. I'm, like, my priorities are in order now. I'm in your medicine cabinet looking for your Xanax. Right? So I can balance out the Adderall. I need to stay present. <laughs> the last day that I was there. Last day. Four years old. I stopped paying attention to this kid. I had a good Facebook post, you understand. Uh, she ran for her mother, and her mother comes out of her, and she's like, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy! I want boobies! Four years old! I want boobies now! Her mother comes out of her office, she whips out a dry-ass titty, like a puff of dust came out of it, and she starts breastfeeding her right in front of me. I know, and I'm just standing there like, Hey! 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 That's dairy! <laughs> Rebecca Rush, everyone. Yay! She's funny. She was hilarious. She was hilarious. She talked about her dry pussy and it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh! <laughs> this is Cameron Minch. Minch! <laughs> Ooh, it's ladies, ladies night. Yeah. This is All right. How's everybody doing? I finally realized that uh, most of the world around me is a lot louder than my farts. <laughs> Freedom. Finally. It's good. Uh, who here wants to make the world a better place? It's a room full of white people. Uh, yeah. I want to make the world a better place, um, but I'm not exactly sure you know, how to go about doing that. And I'm not sure what I can be doing, so I googled it. <laughs> Google, what can I do to make the world a better place? And it's like, maybe get off your ass and volunteer, you piece of shit. <laughs> not too, not so fast, Google. Let's, uh, let's take it back a bit. It's, it's just a little bit smaller. It's like, yeah, small things you can do every day to make the world a better place and one of the suggestions that came up was smile at people easy easy just smile at people you know everybody loves to be smiled at acknowledged that's great I would love to just be able to smile at people and have their day be a whole lot better but I have to be careful about who I smile at uh, because if I smile at the wrong person I can end up in a real pickle John. A pickle jar on somebody's shelf. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's a little scary, isn't it? Pretty crazy. Anybody here ever been followed? Been followed? Yeah, that sucks, doesn't it? 
kind of sucks. Cause like, it sucks cause I'll just be walking down the street, you know, minding my own business, already not making eye contact with anybody. And I'll feel like a presence lurking behind me all of a sudden. And I was like, huh, great, that's awesome. Like, now, now I have to worry about getting murdered, or worse, talked to. Shit, you know? That desperate presence. Shuddering. And I don't know how to deal with those situations, you know? It's like those are sticky situations to be in. It's kind of scary. What I wanna what I've been thinking about, like maybe I get a I wanna befriend a crow at some point. <laughs> befriend a crow, yeah. Have it follow me around like a guard dog while I'm walking alone in parks. And if someone gets a little too close to me and then it flies on my shoulder, sits there and then just shits on my back. <laughs> Which is disgusting. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> gonna fuck with me then. <laughs> One other solution I thought about uh, is when I'm in those uh, situations is getting a gun. Silence, I know. It's a pretty, uh, pretty touchy subject right now, but uh, I just think that, you know, having a gun is kind of empowering in some way. I don't have to load it and just have it with me as a prop. You know? <laughs> Someone's following me at an uncomfortable distance, you know? Ooh. I can just be walking along and I just kind of slide on my gun a little bit there. <laughs> and then I put it to my head. Where you going, shit dick? <laughs> She got an applause break that's, for a reason. Cameron Minch. That's clever. She's a clever girl. Uh, she was actually a part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival last year. So uh, it would Round be a lot two. of fun to have her back. This next one is Kevin Panagua. Uh, he is from Los Angeles. He is uh, born and raised in Los Angeles. I've been doing stand-up for five years at clubs and colleges all over L.A. I am 30 years old and lived in L.A. all my life. You poor I'm darling. sorry. Oh, <laughs> sweetheart. It's okay. You're going to be fine. Bring it to lovely San Francisco, maybe. Mama going to love you, baby. Yeah. Uh, Let's uh, check this guy out. Kevin Panagua. Panagua. Good. All right. We've had good films today. I like the good films. My doctor said that I have high cholesterol. <laughs> my trainer, my trainer said, Kevin, anything that gets your heart rate going is considered cardio, and you should do more of it. So what I do instead of uh, working out, I just I do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> because she herself was also open for everyone. <laughs> Just like an open mic. <laughs> Anyone can come in. <laughs> so when I became single, uh, I had a lot of spare time in my hands, and what I did with that spare time was 
Joke. Yay! I love the car. Yeah, the car. It's Kevin Monroe. This. Yes, the accent's not fake. I'm from an island called Trinidad and Tobago. You don't know where it is. Stop it, stop it. Americans are terrible at geography. You don't know. Trinidad, I know what that is. Go to Africa, make a left. It's a band aid. Nobody knows. You really don't, you don't know, you don't know. And the only time you hear about Trinidad is once every four years, doing the Olympics, that's it. You know, you see us between Taiwan and Tunisia. There's like three guys walking. One guy's holding up the flag. The other guy's my Uncle Roy. I'm like, Uncle Roy, you're 50, why are you still doing this? You know, it's, it's terrible. Americans, you are so proud of yourselves during the Olympics because you win so many medals. It's because you're bullies. You're playing third world countries, why? I watched the USA team play Angola. Angola! Why are you playing Angola? I mean, you guys have the biggest athletes in the world. We have like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Tyson Chandler. How you figure the Angolan basketball team picked their team? Okay. The first 15 men with shoes come to the UN hospital? We have a pickup for you. We will drive from Angola to London. 
It's not fair. You know, after the game, they're shaking hands, trying to play it off. Like, good game, brother, good game. Good game, brother, good game. 155 to three, good game, brother. Good game, brother. Are you still eating that? <laughs> That's not fair. Look, first world countries should play first world countries, third world countries, third world countries. If you win in the first world, you get a gold medal. If you win in the third world, you get a U.S. passport. <laughs> because that is useful to an African. They don't give an African a gold medal. Gold comes from Africa. <laughs> White people stole gold from Africa. They don't give an African some shit you stole from. <laughs> As a prize. <laughs> Here you go, Mutombo, gold medal. <laughs> Thank you for returning it. <laughs> Where is the rest? <laughs> Ridiculous. There was that one girl in the Olympics. Uh, she won uh, women's gold in Olympic in judo. She's American, Kayla Harrison, won women's gold in judo. And then she was on Oprah and Us Magazine because apparently she was molested by her coach when she was 17. Yeah, I know, right? How useful is judo? <laughs> Ladies, buy a gun. <laughs> so I live here in the US. And by the way, I love America. You guys are terrific. This country, you guys are so rich, you use candles for fun. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, tee hee. <laughs> Let's pretend we don't have electricity. <laughs> Rich bastards. <laughs> Somebody asked me to go camping the other day. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Love lights. <laughs> We're not a famous country. The only person that's famous from Trinidad is Dr. Conrad Murray. Oh, Michael Jackson's last doctor. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> Our bad. But it's his fault. Look, Michael had all the money in the world. Okay, why would he hire a doctor from my country? We still get polio. <laughs> People die of rickets. <laughs> that last 911 phone call? Sir, sir, did you try to revive him? <laughs> yes, man! I sprinkled goat blood all over his body. Let <laughs> me go and try the chicken bones next. <laughs> Here's a black fact. Did you know that a young black male is 10 times more likely to be in a statistic? <laughs> it's true, they keep measuring. Nobody knows what white people do. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But every year on TV, CBS News presents a special report. The state of black America. Are their dicks getting bigger? <laughs> Katie Couric investigates. 
That's it for me, guys. I'm Kevin Monroe. Yeah. Come see me in February. Yay. That was funny. Kevin Monroe. That was funny. So uh, that was that's Kevin Monroe. That he's was, such a professional. He's so great. That was really. I love the worldly jokes. I yeah. really do. He's really funny. He's also. You said. Oh, he looks. He. Uh, he was a dance instructor too. He. He does oh. like ballroom dancing. And, oh, he got a chest. Yeah, yeah. He's really tall. He's like six seven or something. I'd sexually harass him. Well, yeah. I'm I mean, kidding. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna be here. Oh, I'm obviously he's gonna get in. Uh, yeah, because he's. I'm. I'm super <laughs> excited. He's. He's open for some really great people too, like uh, uh, Tracy Morgan, and oh, uh, he's done some really big opening acts for people and he's de- moved down to LA because he's really I, awesome. By the way, I totally agree with him on the Olympics thing. That is right. such a Give great... the gold back. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that matter the third world team should play sure. the third world. Yeah. <laughs> it is just not fair to have. It's not fair. It's not fair. I know this and this year it's going to be like Stephen Curry and Kevin yeah. Durant. Like, how could you even playing, play uh, against you, them? Pakistan or Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, this is Adrian Price at Man Haters from one twenty six sixteen. So it's an old video. Let's see what happens. I'm gonna bring up your next comedian. Uh, she's been here before. Last time she was here, she fucking. It's Irene too. We were like, please come back and do our show, and please make it really loud for Adrian Price. I wish Irene too would apply. She's great. Yes. Oh, you're fucking sexy, y'all. Oh my goodness. I love man haters. I love the crowd. I love doing street harassment jokes at man-haters because as soon as I start them, I can just hear 150 feminist buttholes just... just (laughs) So I was walking down to the library recently and uh, this guy came up to me. (laughs) He starts yelling at me. He's like, hey you! Hey you! You got pink hair? you can't even produce a baby. I was like, first of all, that is logically and scientifically untrue. (laughs) Second of all, you spend your days yelling at women on street corners. You, my friend, can never produce a fucking baby. (laughs) That is what we should be discussing here. Good Lord. So I ran into a good buddy of mine recently, a very supportive friend. Uh, he was like, Adrian, you should really apply for this job at the school in San Francisco because they're looking to improve their diversity. And I was like, oh yeah, I see why you'd say that because I'm trans and a woman, but I'm also just a total shit stain of a human being. So I don't know if they specified in the job description if they just wanted any old trans woman off the street or they wanted someone with actual moral fiber because let me tell you, I am one primo douche canoe. (laughs) But I am very trans, so maybe it's worth it. (laughs) Not actually a douche canoe, ladies. That may be the worst come on I've ever delivered, but unfortunately not the worst that I've received. Uh, several years back, I was in group therapy, and uh, on the first day of group therapy, they tell you, all right, number one rule of group therapy, 
you may not fuck anyone in group therapy. <laughs> and immediately I just like lock eyes with this woman across the room. <laughs> just a little... Because <laughs> there is nothing sexier than being told you're not allowed to have sex with someone in group therapy. <laughs> fucking aphrodisiac, that shit is better than oysters. So, this was before that I was out to the world as trans. Uh, but I eventually did bring it up in therapy. And then we, I ended up going on a walk with this woman afterwards. And she was like, you know, I don't really get that trans thing. Do you want to, uh, like, cut it off? And I was like, well, eventually, yeah, I hope to. And she's like, you're not going to cut it off tonight. I think that would be medically unadvisable at this point. <laughs> so fast forward to the morning after. <laughs> now some of you in this room, perhaps some of you who are, are cheering, um, have had the experience and you know how fucking horrible it is to be used as a human dildo. Unless you're a cis straight man, in which case you don't even know that it happened to you. And let me be clear, friends. If you use a cis straight man as a dildo, that's called feminism. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good lord. So, uh, I have this credit card that I use exclusively to make ransom payments uh, for the captors of my unborn children. I'm talking about the sperm bank. Uh, some of you may know, but just in case you don't, uh, some trans women bank their sperm before they physically transition right. if they want to have biological kids later. I did that in Boston. I received a postcard the other day from the cryogenic center of Boston, and it said, this letter is to inform you that we have moved our offices from Brookline, which is one neighborhood of Boston, to Brighton, which is another neighborhood of Boston. And there is no more terrifying a postcard that you could receive from your sperm in Boston than a one that says, we're moving. If I wanted to give you the gift of mobility, I would have left you where you were. <laughs> Uh, that was five minutes of Adrian Price. And, you know, uh, she opened up with it saying with the job. But that's helpful, actually, because we're trying to be all over the map here with the... Uh, it's one of those things like, I don't want to be like, well, we got we to trans... But it's cool. Like, if you have no. a trans comic, it's fucking because cool. Because you're going to get different kind of... I mean... Different kind of comedy. Different kind of comedy. Yeah. You and know. we want to be all over the map. Adverse. You don't want just white boy comedy. Right. Well, and uh, people told me last year there were a lot of people that said, you didn't have enough women. And I'm like, not enough women applied. I don't know what to tell you. Like, You're being a man or a woman hater. Yeah, I'm being a woman hater. I know. I'm, I'm mean to women. Am I mean to women? 
I think you just mean period. I, I can be mean. You, I got mean. Did you see me get mean? Yes. I am such a mean person. This is actually very funny because I got called mean. We'll put this. I got called mean once I was in a poetry class and it was one of the people I respect more than anyone in the whole world, Paul Hoover. What a poet, what an amazing guy, what a teacher. Just he's a great, great, great. Uh, poet professor and I was in a, a small classroom with uh, maybe there were 10 poets and we were going over this one poet's work and uh, he mentioned in the poet's biography that like he was in a wheelchair or something was like that and so I said about one of his poems I said something like well yeah I bet he thinks that way because you know he's a gimp in a chair or something <laughs> like that and Paul Hoover looks at me and he goes you are mean <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. That was, I mean, I was, I was like, yeah, actually, I, I, I'm a kind of a mean person, but I try to be this very sweet person. But some, I mean, I can be, if Jonathan and I get in a fight, I can say the most horrible things, and You're I love him so much, and I would never want to say terrible things, but boy, it's I can just, be mean. It's like I'm giving. But don't get on my dark side. But I was funny. I thought I was being funny, too, because I was like, you're a narcissist. And I'm like, and I'm a narcissist. So for me to get out of my own narcissism <laughs> and self-involvement to see anything else is amazing. Because, like, I realize that I'm a huge... I am. I would say that my biggest flaw, if we wanted to psychoanalyze me, is that I'm a narcissist. Like, I am so insular with my own thoughts and actions and stuff I'm super selfish and I'm super like always thinking about myself well I mean it, it's at least you can admit that yeah. you know a lot of people can't admit their flaws or what have you I mean you have people you, I mean for Pete's sakes look who we have running the government right Huge narcissist, you know but who won't admit it and who I mean in fact the matter of you admitting that is something right there and that's it's a work in progress everything's everything's a work in progress i don't think that i could i don't i wouldn't know the only way that i can stop being so self-involved is when i sometimes i get like this whole poor me thing and i get very much like i get very poor me (laughs) oh no it's helping me i'm working so hard i like to hear the little orchestra tiny little thing and i'm like beep 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 beep. and so what i and what ends up pulling me out of it is i'm like fuck you pam who the fuck do you think you are like really yeah like seriously and (coughs) a lot of times it'll be about oh what other people might think about me or and i just have to be like nobody's thinking about you like that's the thing that i've kind of learned is that when I freak out and think people are thinking things about me, nobody's thinking about me. Nobody is. If people were thinking about me, then there'd be more hits on Mutiny Radio. It, and so it's about like, I don't know. It, that, that's the thing that's so hard is that. Okay, so I watched that thing with Jim Carrey and he's talking about what he thinks and feels or like, is you know. thing on Netflix? Yeah. It's I actually, haven't watched it. It's actually it. pretty good. Okay. Um, but I'm sitting there watching that going, who the fuck cares? I'm like, actually, I do kind of care about Jim Carrey. And he's a big actor who's made it big. And then I see these people that, you know, are in the LA echelon or they're somehow in entertainment or they're making a difference or they're doing something. And then I look back at myself and I'm like, you're an open mic comic in San Francisco. Calm the fuck down, right? Like, you know, and then it's like, just be happy with your life. Your life doesn't suck. Like, come on. Like, really? And And if people ask you out, it's okay. Well, I don't even know. Like, here's the thing. I don't think about... Okay, I was at five. I 
did six performances last night. Okay, I did four at an open mic, four open mics, and then I sang karaoke, and then um, I did. Uh, I took the cable car home, and the two guys that were running the cable car, they're like, "Your comedian tells jokes," and so I told them jokes the whole way home on the <laughs> cable car, and they were laughing and laughing. They loved it. Okay. But I wasn't thinking about those guys like they want to fuck me or they're going to do. I'm just interacting with people. And there was a guy at the third bar who said, hey, can I sit here? And I was like, absolutely. And he didn't really try to chat me up, but we kind of talked and laughed or whatever. And and but I wasn't feeling like he's trying to hit on me or that he's trying. It's like I, it's just a genuine good conversation. Or we, well, we didn't even talk. At first, I'm like, oh, he's going to try to hit on me. That's cute. But it's because I'm not even like that. I'm not open for it, so it's not. I'm not sending. If I'm sending out any signs, it's that like I'm a nice person and I'll talk to people. But I don't think. And if people read it sexually somehow, it's not my intention. So, I don't know. But I don't have a problem with male attention. That's why I'm a stand. That's why I sang karaoke last night and sang separate ways and crawled on the ground. And you know, thank God that Jonathan and I have a relationship that he doesn't care. He's like, he went home early and he's like, you're gonna go out and perform and, you know, and maybe when I am on stage and I tell a lot of dick in my mouth jokes. Guys are probably like, oh, you know, cool. Get my dick in her mouth or whatever. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not looking advertising. for it. I'm not, I'm not advertising. I don't think I am. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely not looking for it. But I don't know. I just, I don't ever feel I think, subjugated. Honestly, I honestly thought the whole conversation was oh, very overthinking things. Right, absolutely. You know, but I understand both points of view. Right. No, I mean, I just, I just didn't know what, how I was, what I'm supposed to say or how I'm supposed to react or how, how I'm supposed to somehow modify my behavior. I don't know what behavior I'm doing that would want or merit changing. I I don't, I don't know. I think maybe she should have expressed it a little, instead of dancing around the subject and finding these things about a certain person, I think she should have addressed the conversation like, listen, I don't feel like I'm, you know, the loyalty thing. I've done a lot here and there. Mine, she didn't need to do all the psychoanalyzing and the whole, I don't get the sexual harassment. Thing yeah, I don't right understand there. that. But if, if, this, if, this, if there's a certain way that you're feeling, just get to the point. Right. Just well, get to the, the point. thing is that Jonathan's been the one who's been paying for happy hour. She's just been hosting it, which is great. So I don't have to host it. But honestly, I can find another host in like two seconds. I I, I don't. I, I appreciate that she's been doing it all month, and that's great. But if it makes her feel uncomfortable, I yeah. I can. There's tons of people that want to experience also a business hosting. that you're running as well. Right. Where this person, there's another person that you know has a show and that does help you with tech. Uh, tech Things, tech things all that kinds you, of that things. you god fucking I know, know. I she don't know, know shit I don't know can't do anything I can't update either. the website so, yeah, I'm so confused exactly so she I mean that that's an advantage that you have that's your tech guy so I yeah. mean but she's also a person that you know I there just needs to be a common ground whatever I know well now I feel like because the first person that I if she's dumping out of happy hour the first person I would ask to guest host would be Arden <laughs> that's so funny though I know I'm just <laughs> it's just because he because he do it because he's but I'll find a different host. I'll host it this week and I'll find someone. It's not going to be hard. It's no big deal. Yeah. It's no big deal. Sorry, Trina. Sorry. I, I just don't know how I'm supposed to. I, I mean, I don't. I, I guess it's like one of those things like how how do you be friends with women? But I mean, I guess it's like it just has to be there are certain outside of, of this space. I, I, 
I, I don't know. I, I do recall, and she mentioned this, that you know how you do say you don't have a lot of uh, female friends. Right. Is have, this one of the reasons why you feel no, that I mean, way? Or I have, is it just like, it's just the way that, that's how just the universe, it's just been for you. I would say that I have a, quite a few close female friends, actually. Um, the Wakeman sisters are really good friends of mine. Um, I, I mean, the friends from the bar, so like Isabel and... Uh, and uh, La Salette and Rebecca and I'd say that I'm closer with the Wakemans and like you I think we're friends and like uh, I mean Jess is one of my really great girlfriends who and I and I love Trina I think Trina's great and I love hanging out with her but I mean, I don't know. Does she want to hang out? Was that she wants to hang out more? I'm like, then text me. I'll hang out. Like, I mean, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, girl, just say it. Just say it. Say what you feel. There might be some yelling, which there was. But don't dance her. One thing's for sure. The psychoanalyzing stuff just doesn't work on people. Duh, it just doesn't. Well, because nobody nobody wants someone else to tell them how they think. I mean... Unless you're paying for it. And then if there's a problem with, uh, you know, so-and-so, I don't like to say his name. Yeah, no, I I got you. Yeah. Um, And her, then maybe you had to step up your game and you need to tell him how you feel. Right, right, And like, yo, this isn't comfortable, blah, 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 because you can't be tattletaling. You're not the teacher. Yeah, I'm not the teacher. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then if you don't know what's going on, then you can't say something to him about... Yeah, I'm not going to say... I can't say anything. How am I supposed to say? Right, exactly. I'm like, I don't know. But... you know, do I do I have a lot of friends that are guys? Yeah, but like, are they close friends? No, they're just comedians that I see. It's not like I call them up and hang out with them. Yeah. You know, like, I, yeah, I don't know. But I, yeah, it's crazy stuff. Well, that was just. I know. I didn't expect that today at all. I was not ready for that, and I still, I'll be super honest. I still don't understand what she's butthurt about. I, think, I still I, don't understand how. I, I think, I think what it boils down to is something simple as just feeling appreciated. That's what I, that's what I got out of it. Okay, here's but the here's the thing. So for happy hour, it's been great that she's been doing it all month for me. Except that all she's doing is hosting. Jonathan pays for it. I'm the one who's been tagging all the people. I'm the one that's keeping all the podcasts going, like keeping the. Right. Like b- making sure that it continues having the downloads it does. I- I've been running the pre-list. I've been coming early. I mean, it's like all she has to do is come host. And that's the fun part if you right. want it to be. So it's like me but, saying thank you. It's like, well, why doesn't she thank me for fucking making well, the show I run mean, and happen? I mean, but that's the thing is like, I just wanted somebody. I don't want to lose 30,000 downloads a month on happy hour. So I wanted to have, I didn't, I don't want to host it anymore, but I don't want to lose the show because it does have a large audience oh, following. And so yeah. I don't want to just, I don't want to chuck it. I don't want to chuck it. Cause I like that the downloads are important for the station. So if it means that I have to I start mean, doing it again, it's fine. There's, there's two things going on as well with the fact of like trying to have a friendship and loyalty and then running a business. Right. You know, right. and then this is. You, you know, I know, and I, I'm not very as good a, business at a business partner or being in business, you're not always, your boss is not always going to say thank you. Not saying that you're her boss. Right, but, right. You know, that happens. You know, you know, you did something good, but you're not going to hear thank you all the time. 
I mean, that's just that's just how the world is. I think but I, I think, thank people when yeah, people I'm, do I'm things not, for me. I'm, I mean, I thank them at the time. I I don't know how long, I'm, how many times I'm supposed I don't to thank know. them. I mean, uh, but there's a lot of people to thank, like you said. Yeah. I, <laughs> and when and when people do things for me, I'm always like, thank you, like on the well, email you, well, or you whatever. Do offer or, them treats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you may. I, mean, I try to, I try to compensate in some way if I, yeah. you know. But I all people. How do you deal with people? Humans are weird sometimes. I, I think yeah. I I got like I said I just thought that it was the fact that maybe she doesn't feel appreciated yeah. and she's you know but I don't know understand the other stuff I don't understand the other stuff either I love you Trina I love you Trina no absolutely and I I just I mean I blew up but that's I mean I wouldn't I only get that's ups- the other side of Pam yeah I only get upset <laughs> she got, she's pushing my buttons. <laughs> We got to get an alter ego name for that other side. Yeah, yeah what? Oh, my anger, anger issues, Pam. Well, I mean, and I just she pushed me. You needed she that pushed square. me. It's it's almost like the what you talk about my mama that gets everybody to another level. Yeah, like I can talk yeah. about my mama. Like yeah. I can call my mama cunt and say that she doesn't appreciate me, but she was really good at raising me and my brother. She yeah. was she was as you, as you got older, you guys. We yes, once once I was in my thirties. Once I left my husband, we sort of parted ways, um, just because. I was started living an alternative lifestyle that she doesn't um, respect or appreciate, and that's her thing. I, that's fine, but she did a great her. job raising me. I think I'm a pretty, like, okay human being. I can take care of myself, and I don't have any debt, and I have lots of education. And you don't got a bunch of babies. I don't have a bunch of babies. No, I don't want to do that. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Not of my own. I mean, I love other people's children. I really do. I get to give them back. Yeah, but you, I can't. I mean, honestly, I just, I don't ever feel like I'm going to need fulfillment in that way. Like, I feel like I have so much that I want to fulfill for myself that I just can't even conceptualize giving up. All the, I mean, if I had a baby, what would this, I? This is your the baby. Fuck yeah, yeah. Mutiny is actually your baby. So right. there you go. So yeah, and that's fine with me. I like it much better. It doesn't talk back all the time. <laughs> sometimes it does. It'll sometimes it slap you up, upside the head. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> there's poop all over the toilet. I'm like, who did it? Why do I have to clean the poo? That's nasty. Yeah, I know. Nasty Splashback. shit. Comedians. Thank you, Latoya, for running interference today. That was crazy. <laughs> Some, somebody was had cr- to play mediator. Yeah, I don't know what was I totally happen. thought I was walking into like, ooh, someone's getting sexually harassed. Oh, right. Wait, what? what? Yeah. No I, sexy harassment. I guess I just have I just have too thick of a skin. Like, I can joke about anything. I, I'll joke about... And sometimes it offends people. Yeah, like... And, and even, like... And, it's offensive, but my stance on the whole Harvey Weinstein and the and the and the Louis C.K. thing and the and it's terrible when men wield their power in a way that subjugates women and they use it for sex and they use their power in an industry and that's terrible. But like Mad Men, everybody, it was a fucking show. Like we don't know that. Like look at the fifties. Yeah, we've come a long way, baby, and still we haven't. But. I, 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 I just I know is. that I'm I'm just you know the fact of matter like let's like not take that lightly and let let's not use that Harvey Weinstein the, you know the whole rapist the rape culture as an excuse of dancing around the issue that you have because or that that she has with right. you I, I that's I, I think where she was going was the fact of the matter that she felt that you have 
you like men more and the, that complex goes with the Harvey Weinstein how you know why I like used- men more because they don't do bullshit like that they don't come in and tell me how I feel about my mother they don't <laughs> they would never do that and if you know what if Zach Wiseman did it would be because he's fucking with me do you know what I mean like <laughs> right cause guys or just right guys just fucking they well guys are stupid they would say something they, women are a little bit they're, more clever about like insulting people. I love boy comedians. I've always hung out with boys just because they're easier. Because there's less drama, to be completely there honest. There we go. There's less drama. I, I hate people equally. Yeah, that's fair. I just, that's really, fair. <laughs> I have issues with men, female, black, white, Asian, and Latino. I, I, have, I, I have issues with men, too. I have issues with... I think men are stupid, and I think women I are dramatic. Yeah, yep. There you go. <laughs> you, <laughs> to Sheriff of Truth spells it out again. Thank you guys for joining us on the Altacast. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll be back uh, next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Let's Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking
looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorneyfjs.com. Again, the law office of Francis J. Shaheda in San Francisco. awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop. There's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. 
Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space, featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time, Volume 1, now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Howdy, mutineers. It is I, Stolowitz, Dark Lord of the Sith, and several dive bars in San Jose. Every Tuesday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, join me in my quest to escape from the occult oubliette, a world of violence, intrigue, sexuality, mysticism, magic, and leftover spaghetti. Enjoy my insane rants about leftist causes, Midwestern witchcraft, the ascendancy of Skynet, and why neo-paganism is vastly overrated. I've got guests, music, comedy, and old Alan Watts lectures from the 70s. How can you resist? You can't! I put a spell on you! Ah! MutinyRadio.fm is an official shrine of the miraculous garlic of Mount Cavalry. We are not associated with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, except on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Hope to see you there. Or hear you, I should say. Hey, Zach Wiseman, you're a good comedian. You know how I got good? How good? How did you get so great at comedy? I got great at comedy. Yeah, every Friday from 6 to 8 with new host Trina Roderick. It's where um, people go and sometimes they smell bad and sometimes they don't smell bad. Mutiny Radio made me great. (laughs) Mutiny Radio made me better than you. And that you can be better than everyone else too every Friday from 6 to 8 on Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But you'll be- never be better than me. You'll never be better than me. You'll never be better than Zach. And you also, it's a happy hour, but we don't have any alcohol. So it's happy ish. But you're going to do comedy. I'll do comedy. And you're going to enjoy comedy. Just be an audience. Just come. It's free. Yeah, I just drink in my car. <laughs> you could like drink. Like a fucking adult. Exactly. Drink, drink around the corner somewhere else. Not here. But uh, come to happy hour every Friday from.